to Very Amusing, your one-stop shop for the stories, secrets, and shenanigans of a popcorn-fueled theme park journalist. I'm Carly Wiesel, and if I sound stuffy, I don't have a cold. Uh, it was it was 68 degrees in my house, which to me is whoo wintertime chill. So I turned the heat on for the first time in uh, almost a year, basically, and now I'm pretty sure I'm swimming through some sort of dust cloud within my house. I turned it on and was like, huh, smells like something's burning. It must be dust because I, uh, I, my nose has been oh, running ever since and I can't stop sneezing, but I feel great. I feel great because momentarily, literally the minute I stop recording this, I'm heading over to meet my friend Jamie at the El Capitan Theater to see The Nightmare Before Christmas in 4D. We're going to a movie on on a Monday at 10 a.m. because why not? Why do something on a Saturday night that you could easily do when you should be doing work on a Monday? And I'm so excited because not only are they playing the movie, not only is it in 4D, but apparently you can view movie props on display from the Walt Disney archives. So I cannot wait for this. And if you are in the LA area or in California and you want to check it out, they are doing this, I think, multiple times a day, almost every day, it seems, until Halloween, if you are interested. Check it out. It should be very fun. I personally can't wait. And not just because I get to have popcorn for breakfast. (laughs) My ideal de facto lifestyle. We're going to get into it because this week we have our second half of our John Stamos interview. And if you listened last week, you know how much fun it was. So I don't want to delay any of the excitement up ahead. Stick around for this commercial break and we'll be right back after that with Mr. John Stamos. It's time for another season of The Palmetto Porch, an original podcast from Discover South Carolina. I'm Devin Whitmire. Join me as I get to the heart of what makes South Carolina such a great place to visit by speaking to the locals who make it so special. Premiering December 5th, find The Palmetto Porch wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information about our show, visit scpalmettoporch.com. our John Stamos interview. I am so thrilled, beyond thrilled, that everyone loved part one so much. John and I had so much fun chatting, which is a lot to say for two people who clearly don't spend their day in meetings on Zoom. (laughs) John is a professional actor and a musician and is performing and is on stage. I am running in circles because I'm usually just eating candy pumpkins for breakfast. So for the two of us to sit down for two hours and have a little virtual chat and have a great time while doing it is just a testament to how much fun it was to talk to him for the podcast. Now, if you thought last week was great, we have so much to get into, including how how Big Shot got renewed, got a season two, which I don't want to spoil anything. I almost just did and I caught myself, but that story's incredible. We talk about the legacy of Bob Saget and how much Bob's friendship meant to John. And we get into things like Club 33 and a few other little Disney details. We do a little lightning round. We get into a few other fun things. So I don't, listen, I'm not going to keep you from it. This was a wonderful chat. I'm so grateful that he came on the show and came on for so long. And I hope... Hope you love this second half of our John Stamos interview as much as I had fun doing it. 
A quick note to any parents with kids listening in the room, in the car, or wherever you are blasting this audio out of. We, as always, have edited around any profanity. Everything in this episode is appropriate. But there are a few particular words and details that may not be the best fit for all children, particularly younger children, listening within earshot. Again, nothing bad, nothing bad at all. But I've listed those questionable things in the show notes in case you want to just glance at it before you proceed with a family listening of Very Amusing. And with that, Let's turn it over to John Stamos. Enjoy. You know, I'm on Disney Plus. I have a show with David Kelly, you know, called Big Shot. And we just shot the second season. So it's like, what? Who else do I want to work? I mean, how could my career, you know, that was, that was, that's a career high, this this show working with David. Big Shot is great. You want to hear the story about, so we... You know, with these streamers, you don't, there's so many, there's so much information, so much analytics that they have to go through to pick something up. And so we finished the first, it was, season was going so well the first season and the executives were loving it. And I was like, just pick, you know, let's take a month off and just go right back into season two because the girls are going to get old. And uh, they said, well, John, let's see how it does, John. Let's let it air, you know. So the, okay, fine. First episode airs, does great reviews like I'd never gotten in my life, like just beautiful stuff. And the next one airs, I said, just start calling. Hey, we got a pickup yet? And it's like, no, let's, let's run the whole thing. You know, let's let it all go out. And there was an executive there who loved the show and Gary. Uh, and um, I said, let's, uh, we're going to pick it up. And then it was just taking longer and longer. I said, oh, they're probably waiting for Mighty Ducks. The pick is well up. Mighty Ducks get picked up. We don't. I'm like, oh, I'm starting to get nervous. And I was really bummed because I really liked the show and I thought we had a lot more to say about the inequality of women in sports versus men. And and so I start calling everybody, you know, Dana Walden, who's a friend of mine, says, well, yeah, well, we're trying to get some more. I want to pick it up, but the numbers are... Because these analytics go like, they know who watched it, how many minutes you watched it, what time you took a pee, if you came back after peeing, you know, it's too much. And so, and these shows that are these little nice shows that, you know, that people like... Like the the thing with that with Disney Plus was the only thing that was really blasting out of there was all the Marvel stuff and it, you know it was great so it was hard to compete with that so it wasn't a slam dunk I had to use people were giving me that that analogy I said stop it with the basketball analogies or I'll hang up on you it's not a slam dunk John we don't know. Um, so it wasn't getting picked up and it just kept going more and more and I talked to Gary. Uh, who was who's now gone from the uh, Disney Plus? I said I'm gonna call Iger. No, no, he's on a boat. I'm like, I don't care. We're on a boat. You know, it's that kind of thing. Said, no, let me just let me try to do it, John. I said, please promise me you won't. Okay, I'm not gonna call. So I'm sitting here, and it was a Thursday. I'll never forget it. And I'm and I'm I am, I was in this room over here, and I sat down, and I've had to do this with my you know to myself over the years a lot. And I said, John, it's it's over. You put a lot of work into it. You did good work. You know, you, you, my father would have been proud because I was a good pro on the set and I treated everybody equally like he did. Uh, but it's done. So take the hit and, you know, and I was sat and I almost, I think I kind of started crying. I was just by myself. And then I was thinking, and this is the dopiest moment I've ever had in my life. I said, wait a minute. What would Coach Corn do right now? Can I look in the mirror and honestly say that I did everything I could to get the show picked up? Come on, man. And so I go, what? Okay, I can't call Iger. Peter Rice, Peter Rice, who's now, who was, I think it's gone now, but he was way up. I said, I think Peter Rice lives in my neighborhood. And so I get a hold of it. I sent him an, hold on a second. I sent him an email saying, I said, listen, can we take a walk? And we walked around these streets around here and went, and this was a Thursday. So then Friday, the studio 
tries to call me. They don't get me. They tried it. They got David Kelly and Dean Laurie, who was our showrunner, and they said, it's done. Sorry, they're not, Disney Plus is not going to pick it up. It's too expensive. We love it, but I'm sorry. It's, it's done. Great. And then they, everyone was trying to call me, and I, I knew what it was, so I didn't answer the phone. And then they get a call, another call from, from Disney Plus. I, I think, called them and said, well, hold on a second. Apparently, John took a walk with Peter Rice yesterday, and he asked us to find the money. And so, look, man, that was a that was the kind of move that they, you know, in the old days they would do. Like, okay, I don't care what the numbers are. We did fine too, by the way. I'm not, but I don't care. I I like that show. I think it's an important show. You know, I did talk to him about. Look, it wasn't threatened, but I said, you know, it's a 98 percent female diverse cast. And in its DNA, it's female-forward stories. We need more of these on television, and and I think that resonated with them. And and um, they say, well, it's just expensive. I said, let's make it a half hour because the show maybe wasn't it, it could lag at times. So we cut. So we made saved money by making the show shorter. I said, we got to make do more with these girls because if the girls don't have great storylines and people aren't involved in that, and that's what we did. And so we got a second season. Oh my God, you made it happen. It never, that never, I've tried it on a lot of shows that were getting canceled. It never happens. But this one, whatever, the stars were lined up and thank God we did it. Oh my God. I love that you're really like your, your biggest advocate. Well, you have to be sometimes now. You you know, there's there's 8,000 shows. There's 27 networks. There's 50, you know, actors out there. Every, I mean, 50, 5 million. Everybody's trying to, you know, to stay alive here. I The, the idea of having a job during the pandemic too was such a, such a, um, privilege, you know, that I got to go to, I mean, we got shut down for a little while and we went back, but, um, and then look, I'm on Disney, Plus. they have something. So I was, I'm very involved in what I do. It's kind of what you're saying. And so when we're shooting the show, I'm looking at every daily, I'm watching every cut. I see everything of how it goes. And then they put it on television or movies and it, they somehow it's like they sprinkled their magic Disney dust all over it. It's like, Oh wow. I didn't see that coming. I didn't know how they, how do they do that? You know, you get that, those feels like, and so to be on, you know, to be on that network is, is huge. Um, and just to do all this stuff, you know, it's again, it's like, I, I can't imagine if you, if I would have told myself when I was a kid that I got to do, I got to play the chef in um, little mermaid live that, that was on a couple of years ago. And, that was really fun. I did it at the Hollywood Bowl a couple of times too, which was really, but the, but the TV show was really fun. I was like, what, I'm going to, what can I do with this character? I got to, you know, I'm just made him like, like a murderer, you know, you know, so it's, I've had a charm, beautiful Disney life. So I'm, you know, just grateful. Oh my gosh. Is there, is there one of those memories that reigns supreme for you where you're like, this was a moment where I realized I, I truly can't believe this is happening. All of them, all, all that stuff. I, I, I proposed to Caitlin that, you know, I said, I, by talking about this really makes me think I am a romantic bastard. Um, I took, <laughs> kidding. Um, I took, uh, I, I proposed with, to Caitlin at the parks and Bob emailed me early one morning, text and said, it was like five in the morning or four thirty or something and i happened to see it and and he said uh, hey how you doing hey i follow your your girlfriend on instagram she i'm like don't you have anything better to do with this you know <laughs> this is bob Iger. And, yes yeah and so i said uh i said hey and then oh it was great and then i said she's great she's a disney fan and everything and i said by the way i'm thinking about proposing to her could you help me out and he said yeah yeah man and um so i cut together this um this vi- this 10 minute video of all the most romantic moments in all the Disney movies 
and and at the end i had a we had we met this this great director animator named paul and i said and he animated the the sebastian saying go ahead so kiss her go ahead john ask the girl and then i got on my knee and i think and um it was pretty great so that was probably the, the greatest disney moment that i could remember and then also you know maybe going with my mom and dad when i was a kid because that was pretty special my dad probably went once or twice he wasn't you know it was hot pound on my stand on my room you know you are a romantic bastard, for sure. Well, I haven't always been, but I think that was a good one. And it, you, there's more to it too. We, the I got her family and my family and surprised. So after that, we went up to the Twenty One Royal thing and the, we had dinner there with surprise. You know, my all families were there, and it was really beautiful. Oh my god! Because you, I assume you've been to every secret Disney space that exists. Um, I haven't been in the Matterhorn. There's, there's, isn't there a basketball court or something up there? Yeah, I, I have to say too. I think. I just loved this band, Papa Do and Run. I talked about them earlier. I don't think. Do you know who they are? Why are you laughing at me? Do you know them? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't. They were this band there in the seventies and eighties, and um, and we would. Go, they played Beach Boy music and old, you know, fifties and stuff. And I got turned on to sixties, and I got turned on to all that. Um, and so when I got to play on stage with them years later, when I was on General Hospital, whatever, that was. That's a special moment. Play at the space stage or the the stage that would go up and down. It was a, it was a wonderful childhood that I had there. You know, it was innocent. You know, it was. I mean, it was just a just a beautiful way to 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 grow up. It sounds like you were going there all the time when you were a kid. Once, not when not when I was younger. It was a once a year, like a birthday or something. But as I got like my, like I said, my best friend Mike and I we clicked on Disney and we would you know when I was fifteen, he was sixteen, he just got his license, and so we would take his his. 280Z or whatever we had and we would go to we go it was a pretty and a great place to take dates and I remember there was I, I was on, on television then and, and there was a girl that I just had this mad crush for and I was at my friend's house before the going to Disneyland and I was listening to to the Beach Boys version uh, Beach Boys had this song called Disney Girls that Bruce Johnston wrote it was beautiful do you know that song? No, I'm just, I'm blown away by this. Keep going. I want to hear it. And so I'm at my friend's house playing the record over, waiting for this girl, Julie, to show up so we could take her to Disneyland. She never showed up. And I'm just playing Disney Girls over and over. And the other night we were playing in, playing at Royal Albert Hall. And we were doing that song and I was sitting next to Mike and I, and I was thinking like, oh man, like, you know, 20, 25, 30 years ago, I was like listening to this record, waiting, being stood up by some girl to go to Disneyland. And here I am on that stage with those guys. Pretty good. I, I can't believe how like cry. like your life sounds like a television show, <laughs> like like a lifetime, you, like a bad TV. No, movie. no, like a good, like a good cable, like a, or like a mm. network show that goes for many seasons. Well. Uh, because like you, you spent a lot of time when you were young at Disneyland. Like mm-hmm. Beach Boys are part of that narrative. Mm-hmm. Then you got to play music at at the parks as like also while you were acting, you were acting and performing, and now you just. Played that song live before you went with your Disney fan and wonderful wife and child to a Disney cruise. It doesn't get better. I mean, it, do- it doesn't. I-, I don't know what I did in past lives to deserve this, but I'm not going to question it. I, I, I just, um, I've said this a hundred times. I just, I wake up every day and uh, with gratitude, and I, I write, I make a list every day of all the things I'm grateful for, and, um, and I wrote today that I get to talk to you. Oh, I made the gratitude list. Yes. Once we hang up, are you going to just cross it out? Who talks like that? <laughs> is it is it from the is it Lovey from the uh, from from Gilligan's? Yes. Hi. Oh no, it's Mr. Hal. Is that hi. what you think I sound like? Sometimes you go like this. Who's Mr. Al? Hal from Hal? from from. Did you ever see Gilligan's Island? The 
No, I, I was always watching like Bewitched, and I love Lucy. <clears throat> what about Full House? Um, well, I, I'm a child in America. I've seen Full House. Yeah. Um, the, but I will uh, say, I watched, <clears throat> to prep for this, I rewatched the Full House Disney World episode, and it holds it up. Does it really? There was a very funny moment, I probably shouldn't talk about it, that happened during that was, there was a, it was a scene, I can't remember what it was, but well, I mean, you know what, I'm going to tell the story, because it made probably might like it. The you Disney- can tell it just to me, and I won't air it, because no one want to know. I think I told you on the plane, by the way. That, that trip was really something... Uh, just it was great because um yeah i don't can you give me like a like a keyword no my son so so my son so here's the deal too like i'm i'm you know when you're when you have a kid you you want to be cool for your kid and i think i'm i'm pretty cool your dad's you know blah blah he didn't give it he didn't give it but he so then i started doing i do i started do out of the blue and it was shows that he loves he loves mickey's fun house and i do a new voice on there it hasn't aired yet. Um, called the uh, Salty Bones. Ah, salty Bones. Ah, I'm a pirate. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how I got that voice. And um, so that I said, does that make me cool? Yeah, Dad. But I like Spidey and his as he grows up. I like Spidey and his amazing. Okay, now I do the voice of Iron Man on Spidey and his amazing friends. And so that's pretty cool. But I walked into the room the other day and he was watching, they were watching, the nanny was having, was obsessed with Full House too. And just, they were watching Full House. And I'm like, you're fired and you're, you're, you, Billy, you're going to be on, you know, restriction for whatever, uh, grounded or whatever the word is. But um, he's so funny because I said, look, now sometimes I'll say, look, you, you, that's it. You got to do this. You got to, he's like, you got it, dude. Like, but totally making fun of me, you know, like being really, sar- you know, sarcastic. But he was watching that episode. But he was watching, um, they were, I walked, it was about a couple of weeks ago and, and we. I walked through and it was the, it was the Beach Boy episode where they came to the house or something and we played Kokomo. Um, and it was a scene between Bob and I, and I haven't watched, I don't watch the show. I haven't watched it in many, many years. And as you know, Bob passed away six months ago, almost to the day and been very difficult for us and um billy was watching this show and it was this scene of of that bob and i were and back the show back then what i do realize that how cool how great it was that we got to do these long scenes and it was like a you know five six minute scene where bob danny was saying how jealous he was of me uh that i had this free rock and roll life and i didn't have to worry about kids and i was talking about how how envious i was of him that he had kids in a family and i wanted that and it just, boy, I just started crying and crying and crying, you know. And Billy, you know, he's very, um, he's sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, not, um, kind of, not clairvoyant, but like kind of observant of, uh, he's very, uh, he's like an empath. empath. Yes, that's it, see. And he got it, you know, and he, and he just let me have my moment and it was really special. Uh, boy, I miss Bob. We, you know, we, um, we had an incredible friendship. Um, one of the last times we went to Disneyland, it was, I think it was Caitlin's birthday, maybe or one, of them. and it was me and Dave and his wife Melissa, and Caitlin and Bob and his, I think they were just date, maybe they were married. Kelly, who's a great, and um, Caitlin's into this bounding thing. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's yeah, and, Disney bounding. And um, she, uh, she was like, we have to wear onesies because uh, we were all spending the night there, and and I have these wonderful pictures of of all of us. You could probably post it if you want of, um, of Bob, me, Bob, and Dave in onesies and the girls, and we're jumping on the couches. And Dave, Bob was really pissed. He had, first of all, we were trying to find one that fit. And it was a gigantic, I think he was in the, um, 
he was in the Jack Skeleton or something. And, and there's pictures of me, Bob, and Dave. And Bob's just like, I mean, this silly thing. But it was a, and Josh Peck was there with us too and his wife. And it was a, just a moment that, you know, he loved Disney too. Bob was a big Disney fan. He was, he, Bob was best friends with Paul Pressler too. Paul, you know, the Disney guy for a while. You, you say it like, oh, you guys, are, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Okay, yeah. I just think it's it's so notable that you people you've worked with years and years and years ago, you still remain so close to them, even across multiple projects. Yeah, well, Full House was is you know is bizarre how close we all and Bob was the glue, by the way. So you know we have to try to figure out how to keep it going. I mean, but you know most casts you know from old shows are throwing bottles at each other's heads, and you know we you know we're having slumber parties. It was a you know it was unheard of, but and it still goes on. It, it really. It took a blow, and you know the the service and the funeral and all that stuff. It was the Mary Kate and Ashley came, and when not that we were fighting or anything, we just didn't we didn't stay. Bob always stayed connected to them, but I we didn't. The rest of us, and they were so wonderful. Oh my God, they showed up, and they were. It was just, they said we miss you all so much. We, you know, I think over the years sometimes I would think that, and maybe it would sneak out sneak out in the press. I don't know what came from them that that those years was weren't that special to them, and they didn't really like it, and they felt like they were. And they were just going on. They they stayed for days. They came to my house for a couple of days, and they brought, you know, we cooked and we just laughed. And I showed old videos, and they said, "Oh, we miss you guys, and we miss those days, and we love you." And it was a really, you know, it was Bob bringing us all together. I can't imagine it's been an easy six months. It's just weird too, you know. It was like the last person on earth to think, well, you know, him. But and he was so. He was bombastic with his love. And if, if we learned anything, it's like tell everybody you love them if you do and t- hug people and don't leave, you know, arguments and weird stuff. Just get get it over because tomorrow's never promised. And that's how it was. He was so, you know, he was so loving. And his way of dealing with, with pain, and he dealt with a lot of it. He had a lot of death in his family. His sisters both died and his mom and dad. And, you know, he was a great advocate for this disease scleroderma which one of his sisters had and he's and you find out after he died you know this this tsunami of love for this guy like oh my god he did so much and so many i knew how i knew that i knew what a great person he was and i knew that he helped a lot of people but boy when he went and you know to be honest it's the only time i've ever been jealous of him all this (laughs) this attention he got after i'm kidding kind of um and i remember he um was like he was he so he died in in you know in orlando yeah. And I I texted, I was talking to somebody, I think it was Iger, and I said, um, I'm die in Orlando. At least it was off property. And <laughs> now this is a joke, by the way, folks, that Bob would love because this is what I was getting to. That was his way of dealing with, with pain and sorrow and tragedy, tragedy. And it was usually me going, Bob, too soon. Said, Come on, man. We're going to stop making, my dad's dead and you're doing <laughs> jokes at his funeral. So let's let's yeah. stop. Tonight's specials are cake and, and we're out of cake. He, he started with it, my dad's funeral. But no, that, he didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was Bob. You know, that was him. Yeah, he's he, he's, uh, he's sorely missed. Did you see, we did a beautiful special on Netflix called, I didn't like the title. It was the title of his book, Dirty Daddy, but um, a lot of people showed up and it was pretty pretty cool. Jim Carrey. I haven't watched and, it yet, but uh, I, yeah, I, I plan to. Jim Carrey was was amazing. Uh, uh, and, and Jim and, and uh, Chris Rock showed up. And I was like, I didn't know they were going to be there. And Jim Carrey just said, you know, Bob, you, you know, the laughs just... You hit a certain number. You hit that number, and it was time to go. And he said, "But you, you made a lot of people happy, and you made a lot of people laugh." And he said, "Bob, you're a you're a cathedral of love. That's what you are, Bob Saget, a cathedral of love." And it was just, you know, it was he was. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it, it must be at least uh, a bit nice now that your son is rewatching the show and now he can kind of see Bob in a totally different way. Yeah, yeah. Bob was one of a kind and brilliantly fun. And you know what's a drag? He was really hitting. He was he was back in it, man. He was his con- he had been working for so long to, to you know to build a new act and he his act was called I don't do negative and he was never he wasn't ever negative, but he but he just want he knew the world was in a sad place and he wanted to make people laugh and he booked a big tour and he was getting really good. He did this I'm so proud of him. Kelly just sent me this recently, his wife. Um, he did this song about, um, and nobody's seen it. It was videotaped once, and it was about, it's called um, I'm Not in Love with um, My Father-in-Law or something. <laughs> he just talks about how handsome his father-in-law is. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> enough about that. So, but, 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 um, um, yeah. Wow. Well, it's, a, I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, we all know about both of your friendships, so it's nice. He used to do this bit. So this is a cool, this is from, um, Oh. This is from America Sings originally. This is a. Oh, uh, I'm screenshotting this. Go ahead. This is a. Um, you're gonna have the whole video. You could. This. But I is, don't know if I lost it when the Zoom dropped. Well, did you? Does it say recording? Yeah, it's it recording. Re- but in case I'm like, just in case I want to make sure. I, I just live down the street. You can come back. <laughs> yeah, I'll just um, I'll look for the big Disneyland D on Google Maps and just show up. I used to have that D. Uh, you could see it. We moved in a different neighborhood, but um, I don't have it. You can't see it. But I used to, I thought, oh, I'm going to put it behind my guest house. I lived in Beverly Hills. I'm going to put it behind my guest house. No one will see it. And then from Cold, from Coldwater to Laurel Canyon you, on on uh, Mulholland, you'd look up and see this big D on the hill for get Like, what am I doing? with Jeff Ross would joke that that was the, let, that was the grade I got in acting class. <laughs> I want to see my big D. It's so rude. Anyway, so this is um, this is the buzzard from um, it was originally America Sings because it says AS on the back, but but I mean, Bobby used to always do it. Billy was a bad man because that was the thing. And Carrie, he was always after law man. But then they put it in the Splash Mountain, right? And then um, then there was a we. I just broke this and I got it fixed. I'm like, this is a weasel head from it was originally America Sings. Oh my! Oh yeah. I'm making dumb faces. And it and then they put this in, I think they had this in Splash Mountain too. Anyone who's uttered the words Genie Plus knows firsthand that vacations require time, money, planning, energy. And if you put all that effort into enjoying your trip already, why not extend the highlights of that getaway into your everyday with FrameBridge? Put that vintage Epcot ticket up in your office and give it a little personality. Surprise your kid with their favorite character's autograph immortalized on the wall of their room. Framebridge makes it so easy and affordable to custom frame any photo, park map, or even cocktail napkin from a theme park hotel bar in just minutes. You can mock up exactly what it'll look like on their website before you even spend a dime. Things ship fast and they ship for free, and their colorful custom framing means they'll not only help you plan your gallery wall, but make sure your place looks cooler than the interiors of that mid-century modern home within Spaceship Earth. I love the mementos I framed with Framebridge so much that I rearranged my entire office so I can enjoy them daily. This is not a bit. This is this is true life. They're the backdrop to my podcast Zoom interviews, my Instagram stories, and even the goofy photos we take of Pearl tip-tapping away at my keyboard like she's a miniature employee. Too often, our favorite memories of a vacation are tucked inside our phone or shoved within a drawer, and it thrills me to no end that because of Framebridge, I can finally be surrounded by my memories. 
FrameBridge makes custom framing easy, affordable, and enjoyable. And on top of that, their happiness guarantee ensures that no matter what, you'll wind up with something you love. To get started, head to FrameBridge.com, because your precious travel memories shouldn't have to stay in the past. That's FrameBridge.com. It's time for another season of The Palmetto Porch, an original podcast from Discover South Carolina. I'm Devin Whitmire. Join me as I get to the heart of what makes South Carolina such a great place to visit by speaking to the locals who make it so special. Premiering December 5th, find The Palmetto Porch wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information about our show, visit scpalmettoporch.com. What do we think about Splash Mountain being switched out? I think it's going to be a good thing. A hundred percent in support of it. I feel that no one should be like, should feel uncomfortable when they're inside an attraction. Yeah. Did it get uncomfortable for you? Just because of the race, it's kind of a, yeah. I mean, not, I I just, I've heard that, especially like, imagine if you're on a school trip, imagine Mm -hmm. if, you know, you're like a young black American Mm -hmm. and you're on this ride and like other people know the history of it and you're with them. Like I could just see being young and that being very traumatizing. Yeah, I get it. A hundred percent. And, and what a great idea to go to, to Tiana and that whole, that thing, right? Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I heard the audio, audio animatronics are great. Oh, really? Yeah. Billy, Calls it audio uh, uh, animatronics, audio anim- animatronics, because they're a- the animal ones anyway. Um, and he's fascinated by the how it all works and everything. I'm trying to think of what I when my mom we were at Disney World and my mom and I were that was when we were doing a Full House. And I said, well, "Where do they? Can you take me to back? To, where do they build these things?" They? And they took me to some place. I remember, and it was it was very like. You know, before we went, okay, no cameras, don't don't tell anybody, sign this, do that. I'm like, okay. And we <clears throat> we walked in and it was, it was you know, they were painting and doing. But it was very like, kind of like this, warehousing. And they said, do you want to see something? Going, okay, come in. That's when they said, don't tell anybody this. We walked down these halls and down these steps. And it was this, these guys in there and they had, it was the first talk, the, the Mickey that we could, you know, mouth. And um, they're like, hey, Stan, hey, John Stan, come here, let's take a picture. Yeah, let's, you know, they didn't care. Uh, but that was pretty cool. Um, I, I, it's hard for me to go see, like, to go. I have never been to Glendale. It's hard for me to see have all you that been stuff. To Imagineering? No, but it's hard for me to see it and not want to steal it. You know, I mean, it's like there's this great stuff laying, that's just laying there. That's that's a little elephant from the jungle. Can I please have that? You know, I can't. It makes. I'm telling you, it's it's like. It would be like a like a heroin addict going through a heroin, yeah, you know, factory. But it's or something. so funny because you say you're like, yeah, I'm like, I'm, not, I'm good with my collection, and then you're like, I simply can't step into the room. Right, I would be tempted. I would be tempted. They used to just have the stuff like laying, you know, backstage all over the place. Uh, I think it was Lasseter. I heard said, stop, get, stop letting that stuff out, you know. And then he, you know, he took most of it, took some of it himself. <laughs> He's got the, he has the two buff and the from the uh, country bear jamboree, like the two heads. Oh wow! Three in his movie. Um, Wait, I was going to talk about something like that. Have we gone way over? Have we talked too much? Yeah, but I have time. As long as you have time, I have time. You're the one people want to hear from. I don't know. You're King Disney fan. Well, I'm just, I want to say here that I respect Disney fans and I, I love you guys and girls and I, I 
proud to be a Disney geek, and I, I don't think of myself as above anybody. I'm just I, because when you when you love something for for what it is, and it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, I get special treatment, and you know what? Whenever I get a chance to to let other, hey, you want to come on this ride with me? Come here. We don't, you know, I'll do that. I and I hate cutting in line; it makes me crazy. But you know, um, and I try not to. Uh, but um, but it is hard to walk around the park. But I I'm not. But it's it's I become. There's no hierarchy. I just become. It's the level playing field. You know, talking to people that are Disney fans. It doesn't matter who we are, right? Yeah, and also like you have ride vehicles in your home. Well, what does that got to do with anything? <laughs> That's a big deal to us. Oh well, you can come over and ride the Dumbo, and um, does it move? It, I can push you around. It's heavy, but <laughs> I'll do it. I, I just need get, the full illusion. <laughs> Yeah, give me some wheels. Carly's coming over. Why do you spell it C-A-K-R-L-Y? Um, oh, I was named after the most popular girl in my mom's high school. Where's your mom now? She's in Chicago. And, uh, my mom is currently, I think, on a plane flying here. Okay, good. Is she uh, coming to get that ceramic thing? My mom was very disappointed thing? that she didn't get to see you on the ship. What's her name? Audrey. Hi, Audrey. Oh, that is going to be her ringtone from now on. That wasn't much. <laughs> Is she here now? Oh, she's not there now. You should she's have brought not right. Her. But every episode, she, you know, true Jewish mom energy. At the end okay. of every episode, we play a voicemail that she leaves me about the previous week's episode. Oh, really? Yes, That's there will great. be a voicemail about you in the week after this. Was she? What does she do? Does she? Is it usually compliments or? The, oh, let the guests talk a little more. Carly is interrupted too much. Please not. They're saying bad things. They're not gonna have you back, dear. You know she doesn't. Usually rag on me but she might for this oh. one just because she holds you in such high esteem rag I, the only thing she's gonna say is stamos talk too much no that's the point of a podcast i know but not not this much i'm kidding okay well anyway i have a bunch of very quick we call them lightning lane round questions lightning we've been on for three hours what's the f- they're just little ones i'm kidding i'm, I'm joking do you have somewhere not, to be? I can, I can cut you loose. No, no, I have nowhere to be. I have no. I, I don't, I'm not good. I'm going to tell you, I'm not good at these lightning things and I'm not even going to be, try to be funny, but I don't know. Kate, I don't, I'm not a trivia guy. Oh, it's not guy. trivia. It's not trivia. It's like your favorite stuff. I don't even know what my favorite stuff is. Okay. I'm kidding. We can I'm, kidding. I'm, and, I'm joking. I'm joking. Give it No, it's fine. Cause like my worst nightmare is someone asking me a deep cut Disney question. Go ahead. I'm a parks person. I'm not I'm a movie not. person. Me, same with me. I don't yeah. know anything about any up. I like up. That's that's it, Kevin. Yeah, I like Monsters cool. University. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. But that's Don't it. Worry. Parks. The- I'm not worried. Good. I just go ahead. Go ahead. Do you prefer theme park Halloween or theme park Christmas? Um, Halloween. Uh, what is your favorite and least favorite Disneyland ride? I don't like scary rides. Okay, so even though you love theme park Halloween. I don't like draw scary. I mean, I like the, I like the, you know, the, the, like, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, and I like Halloween fake pumpkins and stuff. I don't like dropping the this 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 Tower of Terror. Caitlin, I hate it. I went on one time. Here's the deal. I was at Disney World. I went on one time, and someone suckered me into it. And I thought, okay, this would be great. And it's oh, it's cool. You go through different parts. It was Twilight, whatever. And I'm like, and I dropped. I, was like, I hated it. So I would never go on. So I was there doing the Rosie O'Donnell show once and she heard that I didn't like it. I, and so she was like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to berate him until he goes on. I go, no, she isn't. And so I said, here, I'll do a bit. So I, I, I was married at the time to someone else. And the, so the, the gag was, and I think it's on YouTube somewhere. The two of us walk into the, to um, the tower of terror in Florida. I leave. We shoot it. We shoot, we film this. We get this heavy set kid in it. And we put the same, 
shirt that I was wearing and they got him like an Uncle Jesse wig. And so he's on the ride. And I said, I am not afraid to go on. Let me show you this video. And so I walk in. He's on the ride with my ex-wife. He, they go way up and he drops down, screams, and then the doors open. It was me and me and her walk out. I'm like, oh, that was scary. That was it. I don't like the dropping rides. I don't like scary rides. Okay. But what I is your l- favorite Disney ride then? I used to like Splash Mountain until I, you know, but um, uh, I like Splash I like... I like um, I like Peter Pan. I like, what's your favorite? It's always Space Mountain, Magic Kingdom. Is uh, my like uh, all time uh, classic favorite. That's uh, in, in Florida? Florida. Yeah, at Disneyland. I lately because it's been so busy, I'm kind of mm. rediscovering the sleeper hits. Like, like I've been going on Winnie the Poodle a lot because there's no yeah. line. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So I'm kind of like in this new era of rides that I didn't appreciate before that I really like. Okay. Like um. I think Luigi's Rollick and Roadsters is one of my favorite where you're in the What's cars that? and they spin. Yeah. It's in Cars Land if you're going to Radiator Springs Racers and instead uh, okay. you go in the dancing cars. Oh, okay. That one's fun. But okay. like must ride, I would say the one you don't, like Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, which is the <sighs> I think she went on it maybe four or five times last time we were there. Oh, yeah. I once went six times in a row. and You did? Yeah. It felt like my brain was melting. How did you do that? Did they just let you do it because you're special? I had a friend who is special who got me in. Name, please. Oh. <laughs> uh, it was back when Club 33 had paper fast passes. Oh, so and I was gave... able to use those. Oh, oh and they think, okay. I'm going to host the Club 33 big celebration in a couple weeks they've announced it sorry out here it was it's the 55th anniversary of, of club 30 i don't have a membership by the way so what? i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah i don't i don't so it's a little rude of them to invite you to host an event if they're not going to give you a membership well we'll see what happens you know i might hold someone hostage uh what was i gonna say mm. we i love the imagineers we got to meet some over the years and caitlin caitlin that's a rock star like she'd rather meet an imagineer than mick jagger or something um seriously and uh, I had this great show I was going to do over there, and I pitched it a couple times. Really, so far it's not on the book set for some reason, but I call it the, the Imagineer's Apprentice. And I wanted to go around the country, especially during this pandemic. And these brilliant kids were building these rides and coming up with these ideas and stuff. And it would be sort of like a Shark Tank, but the, but in the winners or the winner would would present their their ideas at D twenty three, and then they make it into the parks so or the things. Yeah, seems like a no brainer to me. Disney Plus, they they they're not doing it at this point. I've I almost had it going, and then Imagineers came and said, "We're doing something like that already. We're doing it. okay. Have fun." Well, you if they are, I haven't seen it. What's well, yeah? It's not who knows. But um, that isn't that a cool idea? Yeah, that sounds perfect. Especially because, as you probably saw in the Disney Wish, they're treating Walt Disney Imagineering as a true brand now. There's right, a whole, right, right. There's right, a whole like right. youth section in the youth club that is well, all about being an Imagineer. But that's Disney, right? He was always uh, let's look through the children, the children. Like I think, I think a kid could go through. I would, I would, and this would have been great to find this on the show. A kid could walk through Disneyland and go, "Oh, here's you know, like questions I was asking you about six hours ago. Like, how do you fix this stuff? You know, a kid might be able to say, "Well, wait a minute, that path, that's going there. That should be this way." That an Imagineer has walked by that same thing for twenty years, couldn't figure it out, right? Oh yeah, I'm I'm an old lady who's like make the computer better. <laughs> yeah, right. do you know uh, do you know some of those other Imagineers uh, like um, Tony Baxter? Do you know him? Oh yeah, Tony was great. We became friends over the years, and we were at the what was it? I think it was the last D twenty three. We were hanging out, and it was the it was the last night that they were closing. It was the last time Splash Mountain was ever going to go there. And he said, you want to go on it? Let's go on it. One last time. I said, oh, my God. No, I think I asked him. I said, we, come on, Tony. It's the last night. we got to get over there. It was, it was like 
it was like 1130. The place was closing at midnight. Took us forever to get out of where we were. And we got a thing. We got there. And it was like 1205. And we went up there. And I go, they said, well, we're closed. I said, this is the guy who invented this. Please just let us go on one more time. Okay, we're going to, this is it, though. You guys are on the very last ride. I said, I can't believe it. I gotta, we got to get the picture when we go down the thing. And we go down the deal. And they take the picture. And I'm like, Wah! And my hand is covering his face. It could be anybody that was on. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Was Caitlin so pissed? Yes. Yeah, so she makes fun of me like she likes to do. Okay, uh, the last quick questions. Yeah, I don't think there's uh, anything left to talk about. We've oh, talked. there's so much. Really? I, we booked this for 17 hours. Oh, good, good, good. Um, what is your favorite Disney hotel to stay in? Grand Floridian. Yeah. So. God, it's beautiful, yeah. right? Which we all, I don't think you understand, dude. Like, we love that because of the Full House episode. Really? What was that song? Those guys used to make fun of me too, Bob, a lot. I was like, forever. Like, these are bits about me singing that song. <laughs> oh, with the, in the lobby? Yeah, I can't remember what song that was. I truly remember none of the episode except for the Grand Floridian. Yeah, right, yeah. And that episode was a little dopey. I mean, like, I mean, not to be, but like, Michelle gets lost and she was being a brat because she couldn't, I don't think that was our best thing. But so many people have done Disney episodes and they're always a little hokey, but yours worked. Really? It was hokey, but I guess it fit. It was really exciting because we got, I had my, I had my diving certificate, which you need to get. But Dave didn't, so he he got certified, and then we did that 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 dive thing. It was pretty fun. I'm not gonna lie, rewatching it, being like, didn't know you could record radio shows underwater. Yeah, we should be doing this show underwater. What are we doing? Oh, right, I didn't know it was an option. Let's go in the pool in the backyard. And... <laughs> okay, <laughs> what's the to, last question? You know, you're so smart, and you at, we had talked about such interesting things that these lightning questions seem a little, you know, look at the face she's making. She's like, wow, dare. Rude. Well, you're going to get a bad edit if you keep that up. Oh. Uh, go ahead. What What more lightning questions? Let me ask you some questions. So I asked you what the main thing you would want to do, and you said swim in the thing. But what else? Did you Have you been in the castle? Uh, yeah, I'm beauty? very lucky that almost accidentally this line of work has granted me opportunities that I didn't think I would get. Okay, so because, tell me. Because um, I've done... I. One thing I put off forever was dining at Club 33. I'd been to okay. the lounge with friends, but I was like, I never want to ask for a favor. I never want to do it. Yeah, and yeah. then I finally bit the bullet and asked a friend. And she's like, yes, of course. Yeah, it's so easy to get Yeah, but I've, I've been lucky enough to do... The one thing I haven't done is be in what's called the Lily Bell on the train. Uh-huh. The last card or something? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been in that car, but that's... I think it. Did you, have you been in that, that Sleeping Beauty, have you been in that room? Did you sleep in the thing? I didn't sleep in it, but I toured it. And I feel yeah. like, that's pretty good. Oh, that's good enough. We did yeah. get to sleep there. And the, the coolest thing, they said, you know, when the park closes, if you guys want, you could run around the park in your pajamas. And I'm like, what? Did you? Yeah, of course. Did I? Yeah. Did I? Um, yeah. But tell me what else. Would you do, what are some other... I mean, I'm thankful that I did all of the overseas parks before the pandemic because now it's yeah, much yeah, harder yeah, to do yeah, that. Yeah, 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 just going backstage was is always still a thrill, right? Or being going in those tunnels and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. We're very lucky. God, we're lucky. We're just so I lucky. I mean, I I wish I wish a little bit of magic for all of you listening out there that that we've received because. Um, we, we we I speaking for myself. I have too much. I gotta keep it spread it out. So yeah. Well, I would ask you more questions, but you put the kibosh on it. Put the kibosh on it. Who is that character? You said Linda Carlini. Hi. I don't. I, I didn't know uh, it was a Linda character. But you, do you know? But it's it's adorable. But it's a you kind of do like a. We'll ask your mother. I'll ask her. Have her comment on 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 at the end of this thing. Like I'll have her text you. Hi. Yeah, have her text you. Okay. The last question I have for you, which is a good one, so I don't want to hear any strife about it. 
If you could reboot any Disney movie as a starring vehicle, animated, live action, anything, what movie would you choose and what part would you play? That's a good, that's this is so loud. That's a good question. Let me think. See, I told you I had good questions. Yeah, that was fine. Um, what Disney movie would I reboot? Well, you know, I have, so, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, 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 uh, I talked to them about doing, redoing. So let me think. We, you know, there's a list when I was, since I've been so close to the network the last couple of years, they sent me, I said, what did you, what do you guys all, send me your list of properties that you have. And it was a long list. And I had some writer friends. I go, let's find something on here and pitch it to them and do it as a movie. And they came back and said, let's do the devil, Devlin, Joe, what is it called? The Mrs. Thing, Devlin, Joe. It, it, it was a Bill Cosby, you know, movie. I go, are you out of your friggin' mind? I said, no, it's a great, it was Bill Cosby and, and, um, uh, God, I can picture him. Uh, what the hell is his name? He was in, with Barbara Streisand, Elliot Gould, and and it was this great story about a guy signing his life over, and, and he was he played the devil, and is it the, the de devil and Max Devil? Yes, 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 yes. And my friends pitched. I like, are you crazy? They said no. It's a great story, but nobody's seen it because they don't play it anymore. So we did a different, like I don't know, Christmas version of that, but that didn't go. Um, I think um, I don't know. What would be yours? What's your me? I'm not an actor yet until you make me one. Well, you should be, but what it doesn't matter. Doesn't, what would you do? What would you? I, I mean, I it would be, I would love, as a writer, it would be very cool to be involved in a Marvel project just because I'm so curious about how those are made. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. beyond that, yeah, just consuming content. You're really smart and you're really great and I appreciate you having me on here and I'm glad we finally did it. And um, I think this is really fun. I hope I hope your audience isn't too like, enough of this guy, please. No, and, uh, Say hi to your you. mother. Say hi to the mom for me. And if any of you Disney geeks or walk around the parks come say hi to me because i like to meet everybody yeah. and um you uh i wish you all the best i wish you all the best and you're Thank a good you. nice you person and you're funny and uh all right next time we're on the ship together you better come say hi yeah, I'll just barge into your room like everyone else did. Yeah, one, yeah right, right, right. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you, Carly. Thank you. Hey, Carly. It's Christina calling from Massachusetts. Um, I'm calling because my family and I are big Disney World people, but I was thinking about trying to plan our first trip as a family to California to do Disneyland. The catch is that I have the only time I can go as a teacher is during my spring break in March. I'm wondering how crowded it will be. I know the answer is crowded, but we've done Disney World at Christmas and felt like we were still able to pack in a lot. I'm wondering if it is worth it, if this is the only week we can go, or if I should just wait until I'm no longer beholden to the school schedule. Thanks so much. Bye. There are a few things about being childless that cause this big sort of black spot on my expertise. And spring break is a strong one for me because I don't have children in school. So I am pretty much confused about when it happens across all of March and all of April. But what I can say is that if you have done Christmas in Walt Disney World and you emerged alive and successful and you still like these parks enough to listen to very amusing, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. I mean, it's the middle of October and Disneyland is 
packed. So there's really no difference, I think. And because Disneyland has such a smaller footprint than Walt Disney World, I think it's worth it even if it is on the busier side. If we were talking Disney World and this was really like your first trip, your first big trip, and you weren't sure if you wanted to brave the crowds, I might lean a little bit the other way. But I gotta say, you sound primed and ready for this, so I'm gonna encourage you to go forward with it. Just manage expectations, take it slow, and when you find yourself in a bind, in case you do, just lean into the rides that aren't Genie Plus or Lightning Lane enabled, that really allow you to just pack a little more activity into your day. The type of stuff I mentioned earlier in the interview, like Luigi's Rollin' Roadsters and Winnie the Pooh, for which the lines are typically doable, they're not too long, they move quickly, and you feel like you're doing more instead of just waiting around for a return time if you're using something like Genie+. Plus. Also, I cannot confirm without knowing your exact dates in March, but your East Coast spring break might be different from ours on the West Coast, so you might end up okay, because we usually tend to have much more regional guests at Disneyland than at Walt Disney World. So I think you're going to be fine. I think you are ready for this. Uh, I am excited for you, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful time on your trip. Have so much fun if you decide to go. Hi, Carly. It's Dan from Boston. First of all, just listen to the Bobby Moynihan episode and you exclaiming that the whole Fozzie made my day. Uh, my question is sadly not Muppet related. It's more Disney related. I'm hoping for my birthday to splurge and have a day with a plaid, um, have a day with a tour guide. I was wondering how you go about setting that up. Uh, do they do half days? Because uh, I know it's not cheap. Um, or is it just a, a, an experience that I can dream of winning the lottery and someday doing? Uh, thanks. I uh, hope all is well, and I hope you get to hug a Muppet again in the near future. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi, Dan! So your birthday dreams can come true with a Disney private VIP tour, but it's going to cost you. So I'm I'm sorry to be the bearer of pricey news, but we're going to get into it, and I apologize in advance for what these price points are. Now, unfortunately, they do not do half days. Disney VIP tours on both coasts at Disneyland and Disney World start at minimum seven hours, and they rack up quickly. So I'm just going to peel the Band-Aid off. At Disney World, they range from $425 to $850 per hour. Again, there's a minimum of seven hours. That high end of $850 is quite new. Um, when I've reported extensively about VIP tours, I think through the start of the pandemic, perhaps, um, they usually the range was between around $425 to $625, $650, I think possibly reaching up to $700, but $850, which I'm assuming is for holidays for peak times, <laughs> is a lot of money. Uh, over at Disneyland, their tours start at $3,500, which breaks down to a $500 an hour minimum, again, with a minimum of seven hours. Also, I noticed in the Disneyland text, which I haven't seen before, is that Disneyland tours have a maximum of 10 hours. Previously, my experiences in Disney World, if you want, I mean, if you got if you got the bottomless pockets to, if you want to hold on to a guide for much longer, they can, uh, with availability, extend that much more. So keep in mind, minimum seven uh, maximum 10 at D Disney World, Disneyland, but minimum, minimum seven. Now, on top of that, you are also going to need park admission for everyone in your party. And if you plan to move between parks, you'll also need park hopper admission. There are maximum 10 guests per group, so that minimum seven hours, 425 to starting at 3500, all those prices are for if you have one tour group. And if you have 11 people, you gotta pay for two guides. So choose your friends and family carefully if you ever choose to do this. Again, 
the perks of having a VIP tour are that you basically get to have a blissful day in the parks. You get to skip queues. You Everything is very seamless. They're arranging things for you. They can make dining reservations for you in advance and same day can kind of figure it out on the go. Um, you do have to have park hopper admission to do this, but you don't have to worry about park hopping times. You are able to operate outside of that. And at Disney World, they will even transport you privately between the four parks. You will enter backstage, which is very fabulous and very fun. And you can also get VIP seating for, or, you know, standing uh, for nighttime spectaculars and things like that. They can make things happen upon special request. Like, this is the top tier thing that you can book at the Disney parks. But again, the price tag is quite prohibitive. And something I've been coming back to lately as we are seeing prices increase for base things like Genie Plus, which used to be uh, Fast Pass, Fast Pass Plus, which is a free product, uh, things like Admission Rising. They really need a product between that, between something like Genie Plus and individual Lightning Lanes and VIP tours. They need something in the middle that costs maybe $1,000 flat that maybe a group can split and kind of be able to budget for instead of something as pricey as this. Because something in the middle to give you a little access, like you said, a half day, like something that can just give you a little more than what they're currently offering between these two, a little bit of something in the strata, I think would be very beneficial. But again, a VIP tour is so expensive because it is... It's great. It's great. Um, Generally speaking, you are able to, quote unquote, skip the line on many attractions. Usually that does mean waiting through the lightning lane uh, where people would go for Genie Plus or individual lightning lane enabled attractions. But where it's really magical, where things get special, is on something like Fantasyland rides at Disneyland, where you can basically enter through the exit for Peter Pan or Snow White's Enchanted Wish and not wait in line. Just skip the line and get right on and right off, which is really really exceptional. So that's that's why they are so in demand. And I, even though they are at this price point, they are in demand. So make sure to reach out early. Disneyland, you can call an email. Disney World, you have to call. Um, the last time I reported on it, they were booking them 30 days out. I would definitely reach out earlier than that in case they've changed that because they are in demand. Like They will be sold out often, um, especially at Disney World. So definitely reach out if that is something you are hoping to do. Otherwise, um, I'm sorry to be the bear of bad news, but I hope you have a wonderful birthday regardless of which uh, which Disney park path you take. Happy early birthday. Oh, God. I feel bad giving you that crushing blow of money. Oh, man. Okay. Happy birthday anyway. Okay, bye. Hi, Carly. This is Katie from Tennessee. Um, I am heading down for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party next month, but we'll be staying at Dockside Inn at Universal. I'm planning on just one day at Universal, specifically Islands of Adventure, just because that has more attractions I'm interested in. But I'm, you know, hoping to spend a little time in City Walk. I haven't really done that before, and I was looking for breakfast suggestions there. And uh, somebody had suggested an article today, Cafe. Um, is that accessible from City Walk, or is that just in Universal Studios, like the park? I'm a little confused. Would love to try those pastries. They sound amazing per your eater suggestion. So let me know. Thanks. Bye. So unfortunately, the Today Show Cafe, which we stand here on Very Amusing, is in Universal Studios, not Universal's Islands of Adventure, where you will have park admission to. But if you are heading to Universal or just heading to City Walk and are looking for breakfast, I do have a few suggestions for you. And I mean, they're not going to be exceptional, but this is what we got. Uh, my two main suggestions are you, for you are going to be one, Starbucks. I know, I know. 
basic as could be. But I cannot express to you how much I live off of those egg white bites and that spinach feta egg white wrap. Like I have been to Universal sometimes and I have eaten it twice in a day just because it's so readily available. And sometimes I don't want to eat some of the like regular pastries they have. So I lean into Starbucks very hard at Universal. Otherwise, I would go to Voodoo Donuts and treat yourself to some donuts for breakfast. Not too bad. And that way you can stop by there and then head on the walk over to Universal's Islands of Adventure before you enter the park. But if you are going to Universal's Islands of Adventure and you're just cutting through City Walk on your way, spending your day at the park, I would head to Wizarding World of Harry Potter because they have a fun breakfast menu. Uh, we outlined it in our Universal Universal Orlando Resort Guide, which was about ooh, five or six weeks ago, maybe six weeks ago. If you scroll back and listen to that episode, the whole episode is built to recommend rides, experiences, dining, everything you need to know for those parks. I would head there for more details about that Wizarding World of Harry Potter breakfast. But I mean, if you can handle walking past food options to get to that one at the back end of the park, do that. That's where I would personally tough it out for. But otherwise, yeah, I'm, I'd be grabbing egg white bites. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's what I'd be doing. Uh, I hope this is helpful and have so much fun on your trip. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt. A classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters, because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. It's time for another season of The Palmetto Porch, an original podcast from Discover South Carolina. I'm Devin Whitmire. Join me as I get to the heart of what makes South Carolina such a great place to visit by speaking to the locals who make it so special. Premiering December 5th, find The Palmetto Porch wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information about our show, visit scpalmettoporch.com. so much for listening and a very special thank you to John Stamos once again for coming on Very Amusing. Big Shot Season 2 is out now. Every episode of this season on Disney Plus, so be sure to tune in and watch those. I love Big Shot. I cannot wait to binge everything. Cannot wait to binge everything. I already started, but I'm not I'm not at the end yet. I just want to watch it all at once. I hate waiting week to week. I keep forgetting what, what day shows are on. It's very tricky to keep track of. I don't know how they did it. I guess they had TV Guide and we don't do that anymore back in the day. Okay, anyway, you can follow John Stamos on Twitter and Instagram at John Stamos. And be sure to go back and listen to the first half of our interview if you happen to have wound up on part two before part one. 
if you enjoyed these episodes, and if you're new here, hi, hello! Please rate, review, and follow Very Amusing on Apple Podcasts, and rate and follow us on Spotify. Basically, ratings and reviews, they really just take a few seconds, but are a huge way to help us find new listeners. So please, please, if you're willing to, consider plopping down five stars. And if you have a few seconds, leave us a little love note. Leave us a few words. We we love to see them. We love to see them. We greatly appreciate it. And apparently it's a huge mega deal. So thank you. Thank you in advance. We are taking a couple weeks off here on Very Amusing. Uh, We gotta get ready for the end of the year episodes, but we will be back soon, so stay tuned for new fall and winter episodes in the coming weeks. You can give us a call anytime, day or night, at 747churros. You can text us a voice note to 747churros, or you can email it to 747churros at gmail.com. You can also purchase Very Amusing merchandise at very-amusing.com. Follow me, Carly Wiesel, at Carly Wiesel on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, and you can join the family at facebook.com slash groups slash Carly Wiesel. This episode was edited perseveringly, too many consonants in that word, perseveringly by Jeff Fox. Thanks so much for listening. See you real soon. Okay. I can't stand it. I couldn't even wait till tonight to record my message. I'm going insane. John Stamos is amazing. You're amazing as well. I don't want you to take a back seat. You're my kid. I love you to death. But John Stamos, my big crush. I love him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I am so excited. I looked everywhere on that cruise for him. I couldn't find him. But I did meet his son and his beautiful wife, so that was nice. And I did not tell her that I'm crushing on your husband. Did not mention that. I love him. This was so good. So good. And there's another half next week. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I even put pictures up and I tagged him. And just maybe he'll answer me because I love him. Okay, I put pictures up of him and I from a play that we saw in New York. Very exciting. Okay, I have to calm down. I am so excited. I can't even tell you. He's so gorgeous. All right. Anyway, to the caller who called in about Paris, who mentioned me and you going together, and she's now going with her mom, it doesn't even matter where you eat because everything in Paris is glorious, and just being there is so wonderful. It makes everything better. You have a wonderful time, and um can't wait till next week for John Stamos. I think I might have said that a hundred times, but I am dying. I love him. Okay. Thanks for having him on, Carly. So exciting. Too bad you were wearing those that yellow sweatshirt with those sweatpants because you washed off your makeup so you'd have a nice comfy ride when you got home. Oh my god. Never leave the house without makeup. I love you. Talk to you soon.